Okay. Accepted? I think so, yeah. Yeah, as long as you've pressed accepted, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, welcome to Alternative Movement Podcast. My name is Craig, your host, and this is a place we talk about everything adaptive training. Today, we are joined by our guest, Francis Larty. I nearly messed it up. <laughs> nearly <laughs> messed it up. Cool. Um, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Yeah, good, man. Good. Uh, it's Friday, which is always cool. So <laughs> an early finish. Uh, I managed to get away a little bit earlier as well. So it's cool. We jumped on here a little bit earlier too. So um, yeah, welcome, man. So uh, one of the things I'd like to do uh, at the start of the podcast is get you to talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, maybe give me a little bit of your background about what you do, where you're from. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Francis. It's all yours, man. So why? So I don't know. I don't really know how to start. <laughs> well, I, I can take over if you want. I can take over and ask yeah. you some questions if that's probably easier. Yeah, no worries, dude. So, um, well, I, I, I'll first of all tell you how I know you. So, Francis, uh, you, you contacted me through uh, Instagram, right? You saw some yeah. of my stuff uh, that I've been posting and you've attended a few of my classes. Uh, so, obviously, as most people know, if they follow me, uh, I run adaptive classes. Um, and Francis obviously seen some of my stuff on uh, social media and, uh, yeah, decided to come along. So, um, Francis, where are you based, man? Where are you based? You're, you're in London. Uh, in London, yeah. Okay. How long have you lived in London? Have you been there all your life? Uh, yeah, all my life, yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen it change a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what age are you, uh, Francis? How old are you now? I'm 25. 25, 25, and you lived yeah. in London all your life. That's one place I've never wanted to live. <laughs> I feel like it's too busy. Yeah. Uh, and being someone that's six foot five, going on the underground is not fun at all. I have to stand with my neck <laughs> side. Um, Francis, so um, you're obviously super passionate about fitness. Yeah. Uh, when did you start? When did you start training, man? I trained, I started um, when I was probably pro, uh, in, uh, no, wait, uh, let me go further back. Go further back. Take I, me used back. To, I used to be involved in a lot of sport uh, when I was in primary school. Okay. I used to do kayaking, um, wheelchair racing for just a little while. Um, running, running if you can believe it or not, on my okay. K Walker and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But and then and then when I got older, I um I had the procedure done that was um that I was lazy off of. Mm -hmm. So I went. So I got. I got even more lazy, so I didn't do as much. And you, then you, when you, I was, did you had a procedure done? Was that yeah, a, was that SDR? Yeah, like an operation. Was that SDR? Uh, I I don't know, I don't know what it's called, but I had an operation done, mm -hmm. and and at the time when you're younger, you don't really understand about fitness, and especially being disabled, having cerebral palsy, how it could help you. Mm -hmm. In the long term, not just a short term. So, so in in secondary school, I, I there was this disabled group that we used to go to uh, the gym every week. And from then, I saw people because because I'm in a wheelchair, 
people um, automatically think that you can't do a lot. So when they see you even doing a small thing, they're, they're impressed. So when I went there, I felt like the gym was a place where I'm not seen as disabled. I'm one of everyone else, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, so yeah, I started from secondary school, that, uh, that love for fitness. Properly, yeah. Nice man. So you 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 went from doing sort of like more, um, not necessarily team sports, but as you said, like kayaking and stuff. So physical activity, and then at that point, after a while, you sort of discovered the gym and yeah. um, benefits. So what sort of gym did you go to, man? Was it like um, was it your sort of commercial gym? Was it like a more of a private gym? Uh, yeah, yeah, commercial one. Commercial gym. Which gym? Uh, a better gym. You know, GLL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Cool, cool. Yeah. So how did you find that? How did you find it when you first went into the gym? Like, how did you find the staff? How was they towards you? It was, it was, at the time, I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. But now, looking back at it, they didn't have a clue of (laughs) what they're doing with disability. Okay. So and and because I went with a group of disabled people, uh, most of them had um, learning difficulties. So I was the only one who probably had a physical disability. I can't remember if there was more physical disabled people, but yeah. I was probably one of the more severe uh, physical disabled persons mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, as you would know, um, being in that environment, um, having a physical disability to having a learning disability is very, very different in, in yeah. requirements in requirements for what you would need. So how did you find that being sort of um, categorized in that in that sense in regards to like you was going as a group, but you yourself having a physical physical disability, but not a learning disability and being with others? Did you find you benefited from being in that group? as such or did you find that you didn't have that sort of that sort of attention from potentially the people that took you there or the staff uh, um, i'm not sure i'm not sure what you mean if you can explain yeah so um so for, i'll give you an example so for myself I, I i run both types of classes so i run separate classes for people with physical ailments and people with like a neurodivergence so like um, autism down syndrome um, you know, because obviously you've been to my class, you know how I run it. So I can quite happily get up in front of you guys and explain the workout, explain the movements. And it can be quite a complicated workout and you guys can crack on with it. However, with someone with a learning disability, it takes a little bit more time to explain. You have to keep the workout shorter, keep the movements a little bit more simplified. So did you find that you was getting the the stimulus or the exercise that you needed or required um, being in that group. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think I was getting I was getting the right amount of um. It was it was pushing me if that if that's what you mean. But yeah, 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 yeah. Did it challenge you enough? Did it challenge? Yeah, yeah, it did. But 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 because I was in secondary school at the time, I did I couldn't lift as much as I was probably capable of doing. Mm-hmm. 
and and because it wasn't like a serious um training session, we just go in there and just messing around and stuff. So there wasn't necessarily like a structure or a program or a routine put in place. It was sort of yeah. There's the gym. We're gonna watch you. Make sure you're safe. Have have yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, it was more of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and just to get you active, more okay. than a class or mm -hmm. or a routine. So, yeah. so, so so you've done that in like a group environment. Yeah. Um, at what point did you? Because you obviously go to the gym now, don't you? Or you, yeah. train, you train. So, at what point did you sort of go? You know what? I'm going to start going to the gym by myself. Or do you go? Do you have a training partner? Do you? Uh, no, I go by myself. Sometimes I go with friends, mm -hmm. but sometimes I prefer going by myself. Mm -hmm. And how? Oh, you know, sorry, buddy. Because you can just get it done and just leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. I always live by them. It's the best training partners yourself because you're going to always turn up. You know, you can't rely on others sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, um, how have you found that now, sort of being in the gym in that environment by yourself? Have you found. Because you're, you're actually a level three PT. You're qualified, right? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously you've got a decent baseline of knowledge in regards to training. Um, now, how, how, how have you found that now going off on your own? Do you feel like you have the knowledge, the capability and the skills required in order to in order to train within a commercial gym? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do feel like I have all of those. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do want to get better, like confidence-wise. Um, knowing more about different exercises mm -hmm. because being in a chair you don't really you can't you can't physically do them mm -hmm. so you don't actually sometimes you'll go out there and research about like deadlifts and stuff like that so that if you have an able body client you can do it but um but yeah so i just want to learn more Mm -hmm. about how to cater for everyone okay that makes sense yeah. so so what would be your like overall goal in in regards to that because obviously we've we've had brief conversations about sort of like you're looking at getting more into actually like pting and coaching mm -hmm. um what would be your demographic what would be your your ideal client who who do you want to work with do you like because I, I know um pts i know a couple of pts that are disabled and they predominantly train um able-bodied clients however i know pts that are not disabled that train disabled uh, disabled clients and then you have disabled people that train disabled people so what sort of uh, route would you want to go down i think uh, at, i think i think i want to do both but at first i want to do that what i'm used to Mm -hmm. And then, and then maybe expand to every to everyone, mm -hmm. or or just able-bodied clients, alongside um disabled clients. But but yeah, I just want to get used to it first and see. I think that's the I thing, as 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 especially new PTs. How long have you been qualified for, Nana? Uh, I think since before COVID. Okay, so a couple of years now, it's probably quite a tough time to just become a PT just before COVID. Yes, I'm a PT. I can train people. No, gyms are closed. Sorry. Um, we won't talk too much about COVID anyway, because I think we've exhausted that with uh, most yeah. of our conversations with people. But um, yeah, so uh, so for yourself, like really now, you're just sort of like now we've come out of COVID, everything's sort of going back to a re relatively level, um, relatively normal. Um, 
you're sort of at that point now where you've got to start thinking about building your career. So have you found somewhere to, to train? Have you, have you got clients at the moment? Is this something you're in the process of doing? Uh, no, I'm, try I'm trying to get clients, but it's, it's difficult because uh, the people I know live in <laughs> South London, mm -hmm. whereas I live in North London, so it's kind of difficult. And I'm looking for jobs, but that's difficult as well. Mm -hmm. because job in my opinion they own they predominantly look at your physical and not the things that you know that your uh, like your knowledge mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah mm. and i think that's quite key as well with uh i've always said this to um any clients or anyone that's got aspirations to become a pt especially those with um with a disability now, people are going to judge you on the way you look like it's the world we live in. People are going to judge you on your the way you look, if you're disabled, the color of your skin, everything. People are always going to judge some characteristic about you in, in regards to employment. So it's almost like because you are in a wheelchair, um, you've got to almost prove yourself a little bit more, if that makes sense. You've got to really know your stuff. And, and that's the thing I've always said to my clients and anyone that's showed any interest in becoming a personal trainer with a disability is we live in a, a world that's not fair. So <laughs> unfortunately, you've just got to be the best at your job. You know, you've got to really know your stuff, really understand your knowledge and be a little bit more um, diligent in putting yourself out there in front of people. Um, so what would be your plan of action? Like what, what sort of style of training do you enjoy? What sort of style of training do you co uh, enjoy coaching? Uh, or are you I still mean, in that sort of phase at the moment where you're not really sure where where you want to go with your coaching career? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. I train myself but because uh, before COVID, I used, to, <laughs> I used to be a bit bigger. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't as lean as I am now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've got that knowledge and because I'm, because I'm almost, I've almost got my, um, my nutritional uh, qualification, mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the certificate. So I'll be able to help with nutrition as well as the physical side of things. So yeah, that's what, that's what you're talking about being better than everyone else, mm -hmm. as in getting more qualifications and stuff yeah, yeah more think, knowledgeable yeah 100 man i think um it's i mean you, you can, i always say but you can have a lot of qualifications so that is definitely going to help if you've got a list of qualifications when someone's working with you so i'm qualified this that and the other this that, and the other but ultimately it's going to be it's a, it's a grind it's a grind man to become a pt i'll tell you right now i've been a pt for well over 10 years and um it's not been easy you know i've had it's early mornings it's late nights it's it's like because you are yourself essentially every aspect of the business you are the the coach you are the social media um expert you are the finance expert you are everything you know you're doing every aspect of your business so um it's not always easy but it's definitely worth it if you can pursue it and and persevere with it and be genuine i think that's the most important part of it is be genuine um you will eventually start to build up clients um <clears throat> and that's the thing so obviously you've been coming to some of my classes now some of the training you've done before is it been more like sort of you know your bodybuilding style training uh, yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. how have you found 
coming into CrossFit. So obviously alternative movement, we predominantly follow that sort of ethos, CrossFit. Um, how have you found that sort of training? And not just the training, perhaps maybe the community aspect of it as well. Yeah, uh, the training I found good because, because it's more like cardio based. It's more mm. high intensity. Yes. And, and because I do... I try and do cardio as well. I didn't, I didn't find it as exhausting as I would if I didn't. Mm -hmm. And and um, the community, I think, is good. I think it's good that you're able to get people with different limitations or or stuff like that in one place because because even sometimes I don't see anyone like me. Mm -hmm. or similar to me, unless I physically go out there and look for them. Mm. Whereas, yeah, yeah, so that's about it. So, so how, how, how have you found it, like, coming along to the classes? Because within the classes, predominantly, um, I have a large group of uh, people with cerebral palsy mm. and different levels of cerebral palsy. But there is other guys that come to the class with different disabilities as well. How have you found that, sort of, coming along to the class and you are literally on an even playing field. How have you found that? Because obviously, like going to a gym, as you said, like, yes, you're all training. You felt like, you know, the disability was left at the door almost. But in this case, the disability is not necessarily left at the door, but everyone is the same in the class. Everyone's on that same playing field. I think it, it, it makes you feel good because you know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to explain it, but... Um, like you get inspired by other people. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'll see some people who aren't as stable as me, but they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And even though I know, I I know physically how challenging it can be with cerebral palsy, mm -hmm. I I still find it inspiring to see them mm -hmm. do it. And then and then I make. And that pushes you even more mm -hmm. to do what you're doing. Yeah, so um, obviously you came to the Mondays class, so you've predominantly been coming to Saturday, you came to Monday, so you got to meet a few more of the guys that generally come to the classes as well. And uh, in particular, um, Abby. Do you remember Abby? You might not know necessarily people by names just yet, so don't feel bad if you don't know people by names. So Abby was using the, uh, the stand-in frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing frame. Um, obviously, she's got cerebral palsy herself. And I feel this is really interesting about Abby because I think the beauty of what we do and, and everything down there is no one really gets to see Abby for who she really is, whereas I've sort of witnessed that now. So for all intents and purposes, she's she finds it very difficult to speak. Um, uh, you can't really understand what she's saying unless you grasp a couple of words and, you know, then I can sort of build a bit of an idea of what she's talking to me about. Um, she's got CP that affects all four limbs. Um, <coughs> so she finds it very difficult to stabilise herself. However, um, Abby is a very, very intelligent girl. Um, she actually has got a, a blog. So she's uh, she's been writing a blog for a number of years and she wrote one about coming to the adaptive classes. And honestly, like me reading that, I was I was taken back and um, I'll have to send you I'll have to send you over the link but I don't think you was quite in the group chat when she actually done this one but just to see how like she would she'd structured the entire blog how she'd structured the sentence dude her grammar was better than mine that's not saying a lot because my grammar is absolutely shocking but like you know 
from an outside perspective just to see her like you wouldn't necessarily think that that she had that capability intellectually if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel this is a really cool situation to be in for me and for you and for other people that come to the classes to be able to really witness not only what she's capable of physically but herself inside and you know um, how she thinks and how she communicates and stuff so I felt that was really cool um, a really cool opportunity and I feel like you know this is uh, one of the things I, I like to do in the classes is obviously you know you haven't seen it but um, the Monday nights uh, we run the classes side by side with the uh, the able-bodied classes so we have an able-bodied class running alongside the um, class with disability and it's been awesome for members to come up to me after of the able-bodied classes and go honestly like what you're doing here is wicked this is cool to see these guys coming in and training and like at first you know when I first started the classes you had people looking of course you're going to get that you understand Mm -hmm. Um, you had people sort of like staring questioning things and stuff but now like mate like people rock into the class it's fist bumps you're right man you're right man what's Mm -hmm. going on like everyone's everyone's like the disability is literally left at the door once you come into the gym you're an athlete whether you're an adaptive athlete or you're a crossfit athlete you're coming in you're coming to train you're coming to throw down Mm -hmm. all got the same mission it's a massive community irregardless of disability race creed anything you know so i feel like that's that's the value that crossfit or the methodology behind what crossfit offers which is really cool Mm -hmm. um so uh how have you found the difference in training? I think that's 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 something like for me when I was a sort of doing the bodybuilding stuff. When you start training, you know it's bodybuilding. Like most guys, we get into bodybuilding. It's, that's what we want to look good. We don't give a shit about having a good engine. Or <laughs> we just want to look good. Um, how have you found that now going into doing maybe more functional fitness? Like we're we're doing we're still doing heavy movements. We're still lifting weights and stuff, but it's not quite your your standard. You know. 10 to 12, 12 to 15 rep range sort of thing, you know, um, bench press, all that sort of stuff. Even though we do still do this, is as you mentioned, there's a higher intensity to it. How have you found that transition? Uh, I think it's uh, the more functional stuff, sometimes I find it more difficult because, because of my hands, they don't work as well because I have quadriplegic um, CP as well. Mm-hmm. So some of the movements I need to like relearn or learn more about my body. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I found it. I found it interesting because, as I said, I'm learning about my body and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I found it interesting. Mm. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? Because I don't think you can really Google um specific exercises to yourself yeah. and that's the thing I always explain to people is people with disabilities like anyone that comes to my class and that's why I love it so much because it challenges me as a coach as well um, and you'll find this out I'm sure in the future when you start working with different people um, obviously when I first started PT didn't really have the intention to go into adaptive training um, it's just something that I just ended up being good at and you know picked up a few clients and then I just found that was my forte um, but with your able-bodied clients, you know, you generally, there's there's a sort of one size tends to fit all for the most part, you know, a deadlift, hip hinge, pat, uh, hip hinge pattern, squats, you know, bench press, they're all going to be roughly the same. Obviously, there might be some people with some slight imbalances that you have to tweak during the sessions, but as a rule, there's a, there's a linear progression that I would follow. <laughs> with people with disabilities, that is not the case. Every single person is different. Every single person moves differently. Every single person has a slightly different 
a slightly different way of uh, way of doing things. And I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what I found um, in the classes. They're quite chaotic. You know, if you look at the classes, they look quite messy almost yeah. because everyone's doing something slightly different in a slightly different way. But there is a there is something for everyone. You know, there is a way we can get that stimulus during a workout um, by providing different movements in alternative ways, so to speak. Hence the name alternative movement. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. So um, where do you, do you see yourself? Because I know we've, we've had a brief chat about a couple of things. Do you see yourself becoming more of a coach in that respect as opposed to your standard sort of like, I would say like a commercial gym, you know, working in a commercial gym? Or do you see yourself more in like a group coaching environment? I'm not sure. If I, if I build my confidence up, then I can be more of a... Um, group coach but for now I would want to just as I said build my confidence and then once I do that then then I do the um, group coaching but for now the um, maybe one-to-one -one or a small group um, you know yeah would work better have you had um, any conversations with uh, gyms in regards to employment because I know obviously you mentioned to me um about sort of is there any sort of opportunities and stuff which hopefully i'm looking at building opportunities within the next sort of year or so um which is happening you know I've, I've taken on coaches now so i've got coaches working for me um which is pretty cool um but i'm not really in a position to start um expanding any more than i already have but you know there is that opportunity in future and one of the things that i when i put this uh, company together was i wanted to create a place where people with disabilities can get jobs and people with disabilities can coach within it um, obviously it's not gonna be easy i'm not just gonna give jobs away because someone's got a disability i want to see someone you know as yourself you wouldn't want to just be given a job because you've got a disability you want to be given yeah. a job because you're good at the job right yeah. exactly so um this is one of the things i wanted to do so the way i sort of had the idea that i would do it is people would come to my classes people with disabilities obviously um they would uh learn the movements they would understand the ethos and how it all works and everything like this and then if they had aspirations to then become a coach then i would help them with that career progression and potentially with either if they wanted to do it themselves or whether they wanted to work within alternative movement um have you reached out to any gyms have you reached out and said look, look i want i'm a level three pt i've got this qualification this qualification um have you got any opportunities uh i haven't I haven't because um because of my situation, but yeah, but I would like to in the future. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, but yeah, for now, I just as I said before, I want to do the fitness instructor first, and then maybe if my situation um improves, then I can do it on my own, or 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 as you said, um, do it in your company when you open up. Uh, more mm -hmm. yeah have you have you had any concerns about reaching out to maybe commercial gyms um like are you, are you worried maybe what they would say back to you like if they would say oh sorry we don't have anything or you're not suitable for the job because of because of your disability uh, not really not really because of my disability it's just the my situation i'm in currently okay so, yeah yeah. And how do you how do you feel um, that you can take these steps? Is there anything you feel you can do other than courses and stuff? 
uh, I could probably train friends or family. Yeah, man. Uh, that's one of the first things. So I teach PT courses as well. One of the first things I say to people is when you want to become a PT, who's the first people you can train? You've got friends, you've got family. Train them, train them man. Uh, get some stuff on social media. Get people seeing that you're a PT. And I think that's the main thing. I, I think I see a lot of PTs coming out fresh as a PT. And they come to me, oh, I've got no clients. Oh, I've got this. I haven't got this. I haven't got that. Okay, let me see. Not necessarily that social media is the end all be all of marketing, but however, I've built my company. I, when I was a PT, you know, I built my company through social media. Um, and that was the thing, these, these through lack of confidence, which is not a problem, dude. Like if you met me when I was probably 16, 17, 18, 19, even up to 20, I was not a confident person. I was very shy, very, very shy. And this is something I've had to work on. And now you can't shut me up as you probably... Uh, <laughs> I like the way you're laughing at that, man. Cheers. <laughs> um yeah, so, and I think that's the main thing is awareness, like letting people know what you do. And it's being consistent as well. It's being consistent. And you know, like consistency is important with your training. Like if you're not consistent with your training, you're not going to achieve your goals. You're not going to get bigger. You're not going to get faster, stronger, et cetera, et cetera. And likewise with um, with PT. And I almost got to the point where I wanted to annoy people, if that makes sense. So I was putting posts at every day. I didn't care what anyone thought. I was putting a post at every single day. And I've done that for months. I've done that for months with no feedback at all. Didn't get any messages, I, you know, two or three likes or whatever. But I kept doing it. I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then one day, all of a sudden, you get a client. Oh, my God, I've got a client. Now you can start posting some of that stuff. Then that person tells someone else, and you've got two clients. And I think that's the key to becoming successful as a PT is consistency. Consistency every day, showing up, doing something, showing your own training, showing you training with other people giving little bits of advice and stuff like that. Because with personal training, it's a very, very watered down market. There's a lot of people PTing or a lot of PTs out there. Um, some are good, some are not so good, but you know, um, it's a very saturated market. And I think that's the thing as we were talking about before, it's, it's separating yourself from them, showing your qualities. And I feel like that's the thing, that's why I've been quite successful in what I've been doing with alternative movement is because no one's really been brave enough to not that I'm not a hero or anything, being <laughs> super amazing, but no one's been brave enough to 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 tap into this market. And and I've sort of fallen into it by you know picking up one client, um, and then that person told someone else, that person told someone else, and it just sort of spread like that. And then before I knew it, I was a complete adaptive coach. Like I was just training solely people with disabilities. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, I completely. Do you know what? I completely love my full train. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's Friday. I started at six. I've been coaching back to back all morning. You can't blame me. Um, so, what um, what piece of advice would you personally give anyone possibly thinking about becoming a PT if they had a disability? What piece of advice would you give? Uh, just go and do it. That's simple. Just go and do it. Get done. Book on. Book on. Get done and make sure you know your situation you're in mm -hmm. to be able to go and either, as you said, post photos, post stuff of yourself training. Because my situation, I can't post it. Otherwise, I don't know what will happen if I do because of the stuff that I'm. Like the stuff that I'm on and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to lose things and not be able to do it again. Okay. For now, anyway. So, yeah. Maybe maybe in the future, 
that's why that's why I want a job first. So that way I have the security of doing that. If you know what I mean. So yeah. Uh, last question. So um you done your PT course. So I obviously myself, I teach PT courses, it's um it's in person and um I am sort of uh trying to create a little bit of a a bit of a manual almost to allow people with disabilities to be able to do their PT course um, and cater and so they can be assessed similar to someone with without a disability. What um what company did you do your PT course through? I, I can't remember what it's called. Um, was it was it was it online or was it it was it was in person but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And how how did you find they catered for you? And they did really well because the because the lady who was doing it, I think I think she had uh, someone in her family was disabled as well, mm -hmm. and she didn't want to discriminate against anyone. Mm -hmm. So she uh, she would help me, um, not too much, but like with the stuff that I needed help with, mm -hmm. like maybe writing or understanding more of what I needed to do and then yeah so so yeah i felt like she catered for my disability oh cool so yeah and you felt that went quite well uh yeah yeah it was very good and did you find there was uh any sort of courses that maybe wasn't suitable or is that the first place you went to uh no no i went somewhere else first Okay, and they, yeah, 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 but I'm not, but I'm not gonna say that. No, 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 listen, you don't have to drop. <laughs> it. I just that's that's what I wanted to yeah. see. I wanted to see your experience as someone with a disability mm. trying to get on a course like that and just sort of seeing what sort of feedback. Maybe you can tell me in private after. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, um, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, or actually before we started recording, um, that Zoom has done uh, a forty-minute um, cap on one-to-one -one meetings, even though it was it was before with groups. So, anyway. Um, I've got like three minutes left. So what we'll do, man, is I'm going to set up another chat. I'm going to send you the link. Um, I am going to... All good, man. All good. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Obviously, because I'm too tight to buy the uh, Zoom subscription. <laughs> 40 minutes. Um, and we wanted to discuss some stuff about mental health as well. So I thought that would be quite key to uh, squeeze that into. So, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, tell me how, how has this all affected you? Uh, mental health maybe how have you been affected with your mental health with a disability and how has maybe fitness helped you with that aspect of it as well so, uh, so like when I, as i've said before when i um when i started going to the gym people were looking at me or or even going on the buses that's why i used to not like going out on public transport mm -hmm. and then it got to a point where i realized I'm I'm gonna always be me, so I might as well just go with it and just do what I need to do, and not worry about other people looking at me. Cause the only reason why they're looking is because they don't know, they don't know about what I have or stuff like that. And uh, going back to the gym, um. One of my friends, um, he he's worried about going to the gym. We've got the same disability, mm -hmm. and he's worried about going to the gym because he um, he doesn't like people staring at him and stuff. I understand why, but 
the thing I always say is like, put on a show for them. <laughs> they don't. They don't know. Like, they're gonna. They're gonna start. They're gonna stare at you maybe for five, ten minutes, and then they go about, and then go about their business, and then and then you're gonna go home. <laughs> so they won't care about you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So just go and do what you need to do, and get out of the gym. And with mental health, I think, like the gym makes you. As as we know, like the gym releases endorphins, so they're gonna feel good about what they're doing and it stops you from being at home and it allows you to socialize with people. Even just saying hi in the morning to someone, how how are you and stuff, it can make you feel better during the throughout the day, whether you're at home or don't have a uh, if you don't have a job as a disabled person or you go out and work all the time that can be your your place that you can release whatever you need to release there so So how have you found um, being in the gym like in regards to like when you first went, which did you have the same sort of concerns, the same sort of fears as your friend, um, in in regards to people staring and looking and uh, no, not so much because when I first went, as I said before, I went with um as a group, so everyone was getting stared at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as bad. Or as, and um, like not the carers, but the people there with us, helping us, was like surprised at what some of us could do. So it gave us that confidence. But it wasn't until I went to college and uh, secondary school and college, like gym by myself, that I found that. But but as I said, people don't know. So when they see it, they're surprised. So that's the only reason why they're staring at you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as I said, put on a show and go home. <laughs> I think I think for the most part as well, it's a little bit of curiosity, isn't it? Like we yeah. we we as humans tend to be um, fascinated by something that's different or different to us. Um, and do you have any sort of like maybe moments in your experience of anything that stood out in your mind that um, really sort of affected you? Like in regards to, it doesn't have to be in the gym. This could be uh, maybe a comment someone's made, um, maybe someone's staring, maybe the way someone's behaved towards you as, as, a, as a customer in a shop or something. So have you, have you got any specific things that stands out in your mind in regards to that? So uh, when I was really young, uh, you know the robot that uh, Peter Crouch used to do? Yeah. <laughs> I did that at a youth club and someone was like, oh, I don't want to do that because if I do that, I end up like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And how, how did that How did um, that? Feel? At the time, I was upset and stuff, but yeah, you just have to 
You have to realize they don't know what it is you have or how you got it or whatever. They don't know. So sometimes it's just about educating them. Yeah, and I suppose you, you was at a youth club at the time, so maybe that was a younger person. Was that <laughs> a kid that said that? So sometimes kids can say some stuff that you know. I do. I can remember things that like someone said to me back in like primary school and shit, and that still stuff still sticks with me today. <laughs> like I have little flashbacks. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Um, but yeah, I get it. And, and comments can it can really be sort of like um, debilitating. Like someone saying something to you, they don't necessarily maybe mean anything by it, but the impact that that can have on you as a person, even for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. can be quite quite drastic, can't it? So did that sort of comment hold on with you for quite a while? Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but now it's 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 all right now. So you can laugh yeah. about it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and a positive comment was uh, when I was at the gym, I was um on the Smith machine. I I was asking for help, and he. Like I needed to lift it up because um, I was going to do the incline from the flat bench and he couldn't lift it because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was too heavy. So he was like, how do you lift that? And and I can't. <laughs> so he's quite taken back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those stuff make you realise like you're doing the right thing. Yes. Even, even with... Uh, even when, uh, for me, I have problems with my upper body, mm-hmm. I'm still able to lift sometimes maybe more weights than someone who has no problems. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think some good examples of that within sort of my classes. Um, I think you got to meet Oliver on Monday, didn't you? Do you remember Oliver? Oliver I know. Uh, so, Oliver, uh, I think he was wearing a white T-shirt. Um and he has hemiplegia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Oliver, he's obviously standing, but um, it affects his one side. And uh, I think one of their moments for me is, uh, so his mum generally comes and picks him up at the end of every session. And uh, we was just finishing up one of our our workouts. And in actual fact, the day we was doing pull-up progression, so working on pull-ups. His mum's been working on pull-ups for a number of years now, a number of years, and still hasn't been able to get a strict pull-up. And uh, obviously she was sitting in the gym and she was like, oh, I wish, uh, come on, Oliver, you're going to be able to get a pull-up soon. I went, no, oh, Oliver's got pull-ups. She was like, what? So I went, right, watch, come here, Oliver. So we got him set up on the bar, bang, strict pull-up. She was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, it's taken some time. It's taken some time, some patience to get to there. But like, we've got Oliver doing um, doing strict pull-ups now. Like, And that's something that his mum never thought he would be able to do. That's something he never thought he'd be able to do. And obviously, you know yourself, hemiplegia. Um, affecting one side of the body he's got obviously one arm that's that's you know I don't like to use the term but one arm that's normal uh, and the other arm that's uh, obviously a lot weaker tends to be very tight he keeps it very close to his body has trouble extending it all that sort of stuff and has trouble with his hands and for Oliver now to be able to complete a pull-up I think that's 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 freaking awesome like and to see some like it's, it's down to the small things like um, Lauren, you met Lauren, Lauren, uh, yeah. uh, amputee, um, and like her coming to the classes, 
like as 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 changed everything about her life like you know she's been told okay you're in a wheelchair now you've got you've had to have your leg removed this is your progression now and for her to come to the classes and and the other day what was it she got out of her chair for the first time like she's not got out of her chair at all obviously she's probably got onto sofas and stuff like that but like she managed to get onto the floor she managed to do press up she managed to do um, some adapted burpees um, she managed to do I think we've done sit-ups as well at this point um, this wasn't the day you was there by the way this is a few weeks ago and Dude, like oh, I was getting emotional, man. Like this, she's been coming to the class for what five months now, and uh, and that was a big milestone for her, for her to get out of the chair and start doing stuff like that. Now, and that's the step. Now she's taken that step. She's going to start to progress, and then she can start to use her um, prosthetic limbs and stuff like that as well. So that's really cool, and it's just that that's it's such a humbling feeling to be able to offer that for people, people that sort of thought, okay, there's no option for me. There's no getting not necessarily better from this, but improving from this. Because as you know, with yourself, cerebral palsy is not uh, like, it's not a degenerative condition, is it? It's not something that would get worse. Although, similar to myself, if I didn't train, what would happen? I'd get weaker, I'd put weight on, <laughs> I'd get worse mobility, my cardiovascular would take a, take a kick in. And for yourself, like, and someone with CP, um, it's almost amplified, isn't it? It's like, it, like we would not deteriorate, but we would get weaker, but you yeah. would feel the consequences more so. Because I could still walk, I could still do these yeah. things. You're in a chair, so you're going to struggle to sort of like do transfers and things like that. So it's been, yeah, it's been so cool to be able to give that opportunity to, to people. And I predominantly work with like sort of younger sort of cohort, younger, younger athletes. And uh, yeah, and obviously their parents to be able to see them do this sort of stuff is a, uh, is super awesome as well. Like the other week, I've done a uh, triathlon. You probably see that on uh, social media as well uh, with one of my clients, uh, Freddie, 12 years old. Um, his mum, like his prognosis when he was little was was not great. You know, like he was facing a lifetime of uh, complications and disability and stuff like that. And, and he completed a triathlon, 400 meter swim. I know it's a half triathlon, but still challenging enough. It was hard. Um, 400 meter swim. It was a 10K bike ride and uh, and a 2K, uh, 2K run. Like... And and to see his mum at the finishing line when we got past that, she was in tears and like she was just so happy that her son was be was able to achieve something that when he was a baby she thought oh, this is impossible. He's never going to do anything like this. He's going to just have a lifetime of you know struggling and stuff. And and to see his strength come on in leaps and bounds is 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 awesome. And like you'll see this as well, man. Like once you start taking on clients and and you start seeing that progression and um it's just you know it's a win-win it's a win-win so it's a it's a thankful circle that you'll you get to you get to achieve this they get to achieve it and you know you get to be a part of it as well uh, i get really weird with this sort of stuff also because like people are like oh thank you so much i don't like all the, the praise and i don't like even though i'm a coach and i love being up in front of people i love talking i love the sound of my own voice I don't necessarily like all the the thanks and the praise and oh you're so great and you do this and you have no please but it's not why I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't want the attention. Take the attention away from me. Um, but still, it's a nice feeling when I go home at night that I've made a difference. And um, do you feel like that would be something that you would enjoy? The aspect that you would enjoy that knowing that you've made a difference to one person's life. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I would. I would because I remember when I was younger, I want. If if someone like um I don't know there's a person uh, Tiago he's a personal trainer and he made me realize even though many people before that were telling me that you need to do more you need to exercise more you need to 
just push yourself. He was the person that made me realize I've only got a limited time to be able to get better before I can't anymore. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I want to be able to do that for somebody else, you know? And, mm. and yeah, I think it will make me feel good and also to be able to see someone else get better mm-hmm. or maybe not even better, just feel better and feel more confident. It would make me feel like I've done my job mm. as, a, as, a, um, as a coach. So, yeah. And I think, yes, it's a, it's a very rewarding job. Like, I feel very privileged that I'll, I'll get to be in this position. And uh, I think it's really cool for yourself as well, like, that, that your aspirations is to do that as well. And it is, it's, it's like, we don't, in this life, you know, you, you sort of talk, you, you go to school and you're sort of uh, almost pigeonholed into careers. It's like, right, you should do this. You should study this. You need to learn like this. This is like, you should start thinking about your future. And and I've never wanted to be that sort of, you know, I never wanted to work in an office. I never wanted to work in London. I knew I've always known that whatever job I do, I wanted to do something that's going to make a difference. And we're on this earth for like a flash, you know, a flash in the pan. And I feel like to be able to get to the end of my life and sit down and go, you know what, I've, I've made a difference to some people's lives. I've made some people's lives better. I think that's really cool. I think that's amazing. Um, one thing I would like to talk about as well is uh, we've got something coming up very soon, haven't we? Yeah. In a week's time. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Are you nervous? Or you sleep? No, no, I'm not nervous. Not nervous at all. <laughs> I like it. I like it. He's got his game face on. Yeah. Um, I'm nervous, man. I'm shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even competing. <laughs> NFG, National Fitness Games, they're doing an adaptive uh, adaptive competition <laughs> um, on the 11th of September. Um, and you're competing? Yeah. Yep. I've got uh, from the gym, uh, well, if you want to include yourself in the gang at the gym now, we've got what eight people. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've got nice. I've got seven people that already signed up before you previously or before you started coming to the classes. So um, obviously now you're coming to the class. Technically, that's eight people coming down to compete, which is sweet. Um, and I've got probably another don't know 12, 13 people coming on to spectate as well on the day. So uh, I'm I'm yeah I'm quite nervous because uh, I'm going to meet somebody. Uh, I've met some of them before in the previous games, but. Um, so what sort of sparked your interest in that? What sort of sparked your interest in wanting to compete in the adaptive games? Uh, uh, Tyler invited me down to the first one and I was, uh, uh, me, Tyler, and I can't remember his name, were in the promo. Okay. So, yeah. Because so I, yeah, to... I do remember seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't talk at that point. I was just sort of hanging out in the background. I, I felt like a bit of a fraud at the time because I was... <laughs> And I was like, oh, like, look, do you mind if I come down and watch? This is what I do. And I was like, yeah, sweet, you can come down and watch. That's absolutely fine. But there's me like rocking in. I was like, oh, oh, is this fine? I'm just watching. Like, I'm an able-bodied person. I'm just sort of, I'll just stand in the back and let you guys do your thing. But it's really cool because I got to meet some of the guys that um, I've had on podcast as well. So um, Ross Austin was there. Um, the uh, he's where's he from? He's from uh, I think he's from West. I can't remember exactly where from, but he's got um, obviously he's got a missing leg. Uh, half of his foot missing as well so he's an adaptive athlete um you had uh charlie as well a guy called charlie i think his instagram i know everyone by their instagram names uh one, was it one leg and a mullet or mullet and a leg or whatever it was um there was charlotte co she competed in the crossfit games uh coburn sorry um yeah uh miranda is it miranda button as well 
uh, completely short stature. So like, it was really cool that I got to meet all these guys that we've been communicating with doing our podcasts and stuff like that. So, um, and so off the, so obviously Tyler's messaged you and said like, look, listen, dude, do you want to compete in the, the adaptive games? Yeah. And you was all over that. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah? Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel confident? Yeah, I feel confident that my, um, uh, and my cardio will take me uh, throughout the whole day. So, yeah. You feel like... I'll, I'll, see, I'll see how my hands fare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, the thing. That's, that's the thing that's probably going to fatigue the most. Obviously, you mentioned that. Obviously, um, your hands being affected as well with CP. Yeah. So, um, but I think that's the beauty of it as well, because it's all scaled, you know, it's scaled to the individual, um, the reps, the sets, et cetera, et cetera, what you're going to be doing, the weight. Um, so it is catered because, you know, in standard sort of CrossFit competitions or um, these sort of con uh, competitions like strength and conditioning, essentially, um, it's, you know, one size, once again, fits all. It's like standard weight, standard reps, standard times, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, there's variations depending if you're a man or woman. Um, there'll be like different weights for women, different weights for men, et cetera. But um, for the adaptive athletes, it's like, you know, some guys can squat. Some guys can't or can squat, but they would need a box. Some guys can't squat at all. So obviously they have to do a different movement. Some guys can use the skier traditionally. Some guys can't use the skier. Some guys have got one arm. So it's all completely catered to the uh, to the individual disability. So what do you think you will get out of this, out of going to the mm -hmm. game, other than obviously the achievement of uh, of wherever you place or oh, I'll participate in? What do you uh, think you personally get out of this? I think just seeing other people like uh, motivation socializing stuff like that stuff like that uh, that'll make you realize it's not only just you who's disabled there's loads of other things out there uh, to motivate you and stuff so, mm. yeah. so how, how many people was at the uh, first one uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure there was a lot no. It was quite a few, quite a few. I can't remember if it was maybe about 20 to 30 people. Yeah, I think around yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and I think this one, there's uh, quite a few more. Um, Because I think last time I spoke to them, there was like about, I think they said around about 35. And that was before any of my my guys signed up as well. Um, yeah. So they've got to be pushing close to 50 now. I think their goal was 50. And I think they've got to be pushing close to 50 now. Um, Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for a multitude of reasons. I'm excited because... I've got now the opportunity to go and take my athletes down now and compete and just show people what other people are capable of or, or my guys are capable of after all their training. Um, I'll get the opportunity to meet loads of people, um, other people with disabilities, and potentially, you know, promote the class and get more people to come along to the class because that's the ultimate goal. Um, and uh, get to meet, obviously, the guys. I've been having a chat with some of the guys. I spoke to Tyler as well. Um, and some of the stuff they're doing. So I'd love to, you know, have more involvement with maybe next year's adaptive games. Cause I feel like they are, that, that's the thing that scared a lot of people off in a lot of conversations. Like they've seen the promo pictures, right? If you see the promo pictures, if it, for, for those that don't know Tyler, um, he's a lower extremity athlete. He's got one leg, but he's absolutely fucking ripped. <laughs> so he's, he's a big dude. Like, you know, he's, he's shredded. His cardiovascular is insane. His strength's insane. So I feel like that, having that on the, the promo pictures maybe put people off a little bit do you feel uh, or maybe not you maybe not you but i know for yeah. some of the guys i've spoke to maybe that's not the case with yourself because you know tyler personally you know you've spoke to him etc so um 
But some of the conversations I've had with people, they've, they've seen these pictures of these, like, you know, the adaptive athletes, but the top level ones. And what I wanted to come into with my sort of guys was not saying they're lower level, but they're your everyday people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So not the top tier machine athlete, you know, that you would see play. Like, it's, it's the difference between, you know, I guess, like a Premier League football team and a yeah. Sunday League. You know what I mean? There's, there's, mm -hmm. there's, different levels different levels and I think that's the beauty and that's what I want to bring to it I want to bring your everyday athlete to these competitions and just open it up to more people because that's the ultimate goal of it right it's the ultimate goal yeah. is to have as many people involved as possible and open up as many opportunities as possible yeah and just have fun on the day as well have fun on the day man and I've seen, some, I've seen they've posted some of the menus of food that's going to be there I'm looking forward to eating a lot of food. I'm not competing. I ain't got to worry about my figure. <laughs> I've seen pizza. I've seen burgers. I've seen all sorts of crazy shit. So I probably won't. I'm probably going to miss the whole game. So I'm just going to be over by the burger man. <laughs> um, that's the thing I need to find out actually what time it starts. Have you got a clue what time uh, it starts? No, I don't know. I'm going there on Saturday though. Oh, you're going? driving down on Saturday and then just waiting up there. Oh, okay. Just gonna sit in the car and wait. Yeah, in a hotel, but yeah. Okay, got a hotel. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna sit in the car and wait. Uh, no, we're driving up there. We're driving up there on the day because. Uh, so we got up there on the day. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna aim to leave around six a.m. I reckon that'll be enough time. Two and a half hours to get. I, I wouldn't imagine it'll be yeah. starting at eleven. What time did the last one start? I think ten or eleven. Yeah, so I reckon if, if I can leave, sort of about six o'clock, I reckon we'll be there sort of about nine-ish. <laughs> um, so that'll be the plan. Uh. I've once again lost my full train. That's it. If I got attention, I'll start losing my full train. Um, and yeah, that's it. So um, yeah, so it will be on, I'm assuming, all day. And then we drive back. And uh, I need to make sure I'm back in time because I actually get married on the Tuesday. Um, oh, oh, congratulations. <laughs> so, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. It was, it's a long time coming. I was meant to get married two years ago, but I won't go into the reason why it didn't get go ahead. But, yeah. you know, COVID. Um <laughs> up so yeah finally get married so i've promised my missus i will be back in time and i feel like this is going to go you know like one of them films because i'm heading up there with about you know nine disabled people in a van and it's gonna something's gonna go wrong you know i'm gonna get stuck up there it's gonna break down or i'm gonna get pulled over by the old bill or something and you know i feel like it's gonna be one of them american like <laughs> teenage films where they just get screwed over and then rush back and then i have to make it all the way to my wedding last minute yeah, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> Cool, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's wrap it up there, dude. I think, like, yeah. we've we've covered all the topics, you know, we've gone through the mental health stuff, we've talked about a few bits. Um, is there anything you'd like to say before we end this uh, end this podcast, man? Uh, not really. No? Not really. No. You've summed it up. You've summed it up beautifully, man. Cool. Well, Francis, it was great to have you on, man. Um, you know, let's catch up again. Let's do the adaptive games in a few weeks, and then uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll catch up again. We'll do another podcast or something. But you know, yeah. I'll see you soon anyway, because we're going to see each other at the games, or you can come along to the class. But um, yeah, it's great to have you on, buddy. And um, I'll speak to you very soon. Yeah, okay. Take care, man. Peace out. Yeah.